Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 228 of Beyond Retirement. Last week, I had a really interesting conversation with Ryan Frederick about the importance of place in making the second half of life more enjoyable. Ryan's the author of the book, Right Place, Right Time, The Ultimate Guide for Choosing a Home for the Second Half of Life. If you haven't listened to Ryan, you should really go back and check out that episode. Ryan has put a lot of effort into studying the idea of healthy longevity, and as he pointed out, there's more to it than simply increased lifespan. It's a fact that the average lifespan is getting longer. By the year 2050, the average lifespan will be over 90 years long, at least for North Americans. That's great, but what if the other aspects of life haven't improved to keep pace with the lifespan? We talked about this last week. What Ryan calls the health span and wealth span also have to increase if the increase in lifespan is going to be considered a good thing. Because who wants to live a longer life if you can't enjoy it because you're too sick or your money ran out 10 years ago? What Ryan said is that the idea of place plays a big role in healthy longevity. Place doesn't just mean the physical house you're living in, but it includes the house. It also takes into consideration the street you live on, the neighborhood you're in, whether you're in the city, the suburbs, or out in the country, and even what country you're in. Something to keep in mind is that the right place for you at one point may not be the right place next year. So the wonderful house you raised your 10 kids in might well be too big when only you and your partner are left. And maybe it was okay to have a basement, a main floor, and a second floor when there were kids around to run up and down those stairs for you. But maybe your knees would be happier if you had a one-level home now. Maybe you used to like being outside the city where nature was surrounding you when you had a job because driving home after work gave you the time to relax and unwind from the day at the office. But now that you're retired and at home all day, maybe being so far away from the activities you enjoy doing isn't such a good thing. It's a lot harder to get involved in things when you live outside the city. But who knows, maybe that's a good thing too. The main point of all this is that wherever you are right now may or may not be the right place for you. And you need to take the time to properly evaluate it. Do you have access to all the services that you want and need? Are you able to see your friends and family as often as you want to? Does it cost you more than you can afford each month? Something Ryan said that I can see being an issue for some people is the idea that staying in your current home for the second half of your life may give you some peace of mind and comfort because it's familiar, but if all your needs aren't being met anymore, you're not going to be happy. Another thing we discussed that I found really interesting was the idea that there are anywhere people 
and somewhere people, and potentially anywhere people looking for their somewhere. An anywhere person is someone who is open to new adventures and new places, who doesn't really have any emotional ties to a particular place right now. A somewhere person is somebody who feels a quite distinct emotional connection to a specific geographic area. They're not happy with the idea of leaving a certain region because of what they're leaving behind. And then the anywhere people who are looking for their somewhere are the kind of people who feel a bit untethered, like they're floating freely. They're okay with moving around, but they'd really like to find a place to call home. The reason this is all important as you prepare for retirement is that you may or may not know what type of person you are. And if you have a partner who needs to be considered into the plans, it's really important that you share your thoughts and feelings with each other. Communication is the key to happiness in this aspect of your plan. If you're one type of person and your partner is the other, you'll have to have some serious discussions about where the right place might be. We also spent a little bit of time talking about what it means to retire, too. Ryan mentioned that uh, sports announcers will often say a baseball player has been retired if the pitcher strikes him out. There are a few reasons why many people don't like to use the words retire and retirement, not the least of which is because of the somewhat negative connotations associated with our definition, the idea of retirement being the end of a stage. As you know, if you've listened to any of my episodes, one of the things I'm trying to do is change the way people think about this next stage of life. I've often said we shouldn't look at it as the end of something, but rather as the start of something. We don't look at our teen years and our 20s as the end of childhood. Well, I guess we do, but not in a bad or negative way. We're excited to move on to adulthood, the next big step in life. So why do we often dread the idea of retirement? It's a time in your life when you can start to look forward to enjoying all the things you used to think were so far away. In keeping with that idea, Ryan talked about the U-shaped happiness curve, the idea that as kids and young adults... We go about our lives pretty happily. Then, as we start to hit into, head into our 30s and 40s, we see a rather precipitous decline in our overall happiness as we spend the majority of our time working and paying bills, hopefully saving for the future. And that kind of bottoms out. And as we go through our 50s and into our 60s, things start to pick up again. And the so-called twilight years of our life are potentially some of the best years assuming that we've got our health and wealth pieces sorted out, as Ryan suggests, to go along with the increased lifespan. I would guess that this has a lot to do with the general idea that as we progress in age, we gather a fair amount of experience, and that helps us navigate the waters when there are problems. And for the first few decades, that experience comes at a cost. But as we age, we've learned the lessons, and we start to reap the benefits of that education, thereby becoming happier at least relative to the stage in the middle. So I've strayed a little bit from Ryan's main theme, which is the idea that there is a right place for each of us as we move into the beyond retirement stage of our life. And it's really important to do the work to figure out what your right place is so you have the best chance of being happy at this stage of your life. Thanks for sticking with me through this episode. I hope you got some food for thought. Next week, I'm going to be joined by Faggy Cobry, and we're going to talk about how to find that little spark of creativity we've all got hidden inside us, and what finding it can do for us. I hope you'll join us. 
And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? Head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.